Nedarim Perik Yud Aleph Mishnah Gimel eleven three. So again, now we have the Mishnah going according to Rabbi Yossi from the previous Mishnah, who held that uh, for someone to reach the level of Inui Nefesh has to be something which is really, really extreme uh, at Sar Gadol. And that being the case, if a woman said Konam Sheini Nana Levrios, a woman says that she's not going to get benefit from anybody, but Brios means people, the world wouldn't include her husband. There's not, not a connotation of her husband included. So she's restricting getting benefit from anybody besides her husband. So says Rabbi Yossi anyways, He can't cancel it because it doesn't constitute inu nefesh because she can get everything she ever eats directly from her husband. So there's a possibility and therefore it's not considered inu nefesh. It's only an inconvenience, not a great suffering. According to Rabbi Yossi. Now, um, the... the uh, Halacha, like I said before, won't be like him. Um, whether this is considered to be a neder that is an inu nefesh or lebeno levena is actually a machlokus. So um, if it's just beno levena, it's really inconveniencing him because for goodness sake, I mean, now he has to be there and give her everything all the time, always through him as an intermediary. Um, and that's just to drive him crazy. So then the difference would be, of course, that once they, if he divorces her, um, or he dies. Let's say he divorces her. So now um, the netter could still um, persist because if it's ben olavena, so then only his cancellation only exists while he's around the husband, which would mean that she now needs to find food from elsewhere. And where would that be? Says the Mishnah. Even putting the husband aside, or if the husband's out of the picture, because let's say he died or divorced her, so then her netter still could be binding and be only in a minor inconvenience, I'll call it, because she always can get food from what's left for the poor people. Leket, that's the one or two stalks of wheat that fall when you're gathering them in and harvesting them. Um, Shecha, those are the bundles, small bundles, one or two bundles that are forgotten and you bring to the threshing floor. Peya, that was the edge of the field that's left, the 60th of the field that's left, you know, to for the poor to collect from, to harvest. So she can go get that. And since she has a way to get food and not die, her commitment, her netter against all people providing the food is not uh, such a tsar gadol, says Rabiosi, for goodness sake, amazingly. And therefore, the netter is binding. And according to Shita Lalacha, which is, it's a beno levena issue, so even if he is made for it, when he dies or divorces her, it comes back into play, and she now um, would only be able to benefit not from the brios, not from people, uh, only from like a chichempeo, which tells you just a the inference there, which is worth noting, is that when a person leaves like a shechapea, what's called a matanos lenim, gifts the poor, so they are ownerless. They're considered hefker, which we knew already, because, for example, when you take like a shechapea, you don't give trumas and from it because it's hefker, etc. Um, and it doesn't, it's not rel- fine. So the point is that since it's ownerless, her netter against benefiting from the brios isn't a problem because it doesn't belong to the brios, it belongs to nobody, it's hefker. Okay, now, Mishnah now will go like off topic. It will talk about something which has done to do with Hafaris Nadarim. But since we're talking about the Leket Shech and Peah being ownerless, we're going to contrast that with a different dim, which is what if a person, this is not a wife, even this is a man even, says, Konam Kohanam Ulevim Nehenem Li. He takes a nether saying that the Kohanam and Levim, none of them, should get any benefit from him. So now, he has a mitzvah to separate Trumas and Maestras. Um, it's actually interesting. It's a machlokas. According to the Rambam, his mitzvah is just to separate it. That's the that's the 
one of the Taryag. According to the Rambani, actually, there's two mitzvahs in the Taryag, one to separate and one to give to Kohanim, um, the Truma, etc., the Shrum Gedola. But the point is, at all events, whether it's a mitzvah or not, uh, if he takes a netter that they won't get benefit from him, so what's going to happen? Yitlu al karcho, they can come and collect their Truma or Meiser against his will. So that means the basic rule is that once a person separates his trumas and maestros, which he has to do, before he separates trumas, he can't eat from his food, etc. So it's a mitzvah to do it. But once he separates it, it stops being his. Now this truma or maestro belongs, it's mamon shevet, it belongs to the, the kohanim and Livium collectively. And, um, and therefore they can come and take, and it's not taking from him, it's not benefiting from him. Now, um, there is an element of rights that a person has in his trumas and maestros, even after he separates them. That's called the rights of tovas hana'a, the rights of getting to choose to whom he will give his trumas and maestros. And actually, it's a machlokas, if you could even, like, uh, if that's got financial, monetary value, if you can charge for it. So, But for example, whether or not, the point is, uh, when I separate my truma, if a Kohen knocks on the door and says, oh, I heard you have truma, can I have it? I can say, no, this truma is set aside for my best friend, the Kohen, I'm giving it to him, not to you. So a person has such a right so even though he doesn't own the truma, he has the rights of deciding to whom it should be given. Now, the additional chiddush of our Mishnah is that once a person says, all oh, the Kohanim, all the Vim shall not get benefit from me, so that if that means necessarily he is relinquishing the rights he has to decide which Kohan should be getting it, because he can't give it to any of them particularly, and he has no interest in once they can't get any of them get benefit from, from him, and therefore the din will be that he only, they have nothing, that he now whatever, it's first come, first served, any Kohen can take what he wants, and they can take it al korcho against his will. Um, to contrast that, if he says, Kohanim elu ulavim elu li, he takes a nether against some specific Kohanim, or some specific Levim, and he says, those Kohanim from that family, they will not get benefit from me. So now, yitlu acherim, other people of course can take because someone, some Kohen and some Levim has to be able to get his Trumas and Maestros, but those particular Kohanim and Levim, cannot take from him. Why? Because he didn't give up his Tova Sana right. So even though he's saying he, he retains that. So if a particular Kohen would take from him, and he had taken a netter against that particular Kohen, so the Kohen would be benefiting from him and contravening this mitzvah, this uh, the netter that he took. So therefore, um, he can effectively take a netter against some Kohen and some Levim, and they won't be able to take his Trumas and Maestros against the will, even though the Truma and Maestros belongs to Kohen and Levim, respectively, because of this Tova Sanai issue, which is not relinquishing. He retains that, and it would be as if they're benefiting from him, which is contravening the nether, if they would take Truma um, or Maestros as appropriate once he's taken a nether against them particularly.